this is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. We're marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 639. Make sure that you check out all the previous episodes at MarkingOut.com. Also, make sure that you subscribe and download wherever you may be listening to a podcast. Make sure that you give us a follow on Twitter at Marking Out. Give us a follow on Instagram at Marking Out 11. Also, go buy a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Give us a like on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Marking Out. Also, YouTube and TikTok. But that being said, I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave. And you can follow me over on Instagram and Twitter at DavidPTDPT. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon! Go follow him at BTTG161. And also make sure that you check out Chris over on Instagram at CMSweeney85. And on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. But that being said, let's get the show on the road. Brandon, how are you? I am doing awesome as always. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. You know, we had a, a lot of rain the past few days. A yeah. lot of rain, but now we got sunny days ahead. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what about you? What about you? What's up? What's the haps? Not much. How was your week? My week was good. My week was good. What did I do? Uh, results for the examination was released the other day. Had a lot of students make it through, which is always incredible. Uh, always a special time to see someone achieving their dreams. And being able to play a part in that journey, having that opportunity with NPTE Final Frontier. So that's always incredible. Very proud of that and happy for that. Um, the rest of the week, it seems like it ke- every single week just blows right by. Um, I'm looking forward to this weekend where I want to try to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, the new one. What about you? Do you want to see Guardians? I, I think I'm going to be seeing that next Thursday. Okay. Are you going to reserve uh, tickets and seats, or? Uh, I don't know. Depends when. I'm not a big ticket reserver person. I think it's dumb because there's so much extra fees that they charge. So. Hmm. I'm not into that. Yeah, I'm. I'm still in the in-person purchase person. I mean, don't get. I mean, we already spoke about it last month about the select your seat part, but. Yeah. So. Would like to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Besides that, I may end up going to New York City to meet up with a few friends. Unsure where our destination will end up, but for dinner, definitely going to go to Junior's uh, to check that out. I've Will you? Don't... 100%. I got a coupon for a free slice of cheesecake <laughs> <laughs> for I my appreciate... birthday, and I'm not going to be using that. So I appreciate the hookup. <laughs> I'll um, email that to you. Thanks. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I definitely want to be able to do that because uh, I've actually, I don't believe I've ever been there. There's two locations in Manhattan. I think we're going to go to the one in Times Square. 
Uh, there's two locations in Times Square. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think there's two locations. I, I one hope is, we're... One's next to where Caroline's was, and then one, I think, is by... Uh, I want to say near Broadway. Is that the same location? I feel Caroline's like is Broadway, same. right? Yeah, yeah, Caroline's is Broadway. There's definitely another. Yeah, there's one location. more. Yeah, Junior's. there's one more. I'm not too sure. Probably the one on Broadway we'll go to. Uh, never been there. Oh uh, yeah, they are. They are both on Broadway. Oh, there you go. <laughs> is there anything <laughs> on the so menu goofy. that you would recommend? No, I no. It's not the food there. Isn't like the best food. Okay. And you're definitely going to be overpaying for food there. Mm-hmm. But they give all-you-can-eat pickles and health salad, so like that's kind of a plus. Oh, sweet. I'm so happy to hear that I'm going to be overpaying for dinner. But as long as I get all-I-can-eat <laughs> pickles and healthy salad, incredible, well worth it. Like it's Love not it. coleslaw, but it's like the vinegar <laughs> version of it. Is, it. is it worth at least checking out? I like Junior's. I would continue to eat there. They give free refills on sodas, which is a big plus in New York City. Yeah, Brandon's a stickler with that, too. I don't know if it's still like that. I haven't been to Junior's in quite some time, but... It's not really too often that I go to a place where it's not free refills on a soda, unless it's like where they bring the old glass containers to you or can or something. Usually it's like a glass container of the Coca-Cola. I think maybe your best bet is getting a hamburger or something or a cheeseburger. Okay. And, and then the main focus is obviously that cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's worth going there at least once to say that I've been there. And, um, so Although gonna, it's not the original, but. Yeah. The, the original's in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, Brooklyn. And I think they have two locations in Brooklyn, too. <laughs> I've actually never been to Katz's uh, Deli either. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been there either. All right, the, let's go. The cheesecake, though, by the way, the cheesecake there is not made fresh. Ah, it's made in a factory in New Jersey, I believe, and it's made in the cheesecake factory, pretty much. But it's still you're not going to realize that it was frozen. It's still like one of the best pieces of cheesecake you'll ever have. All right, 100%. I'm up for it. I'm definitely up for it. Um, we may end up going to the Museum of Natural History because they have that new exhibit that just opened with the the butterfly exhibit. And then they also just had the... Oh, I thought you were going to say with Pimp My Ride. No, no. The (laughs) the Pimp My Ride exhibit? (laughs) Oh, ha, ha. I got it now. I got it. (laughs) The first part, I was, I understood it and everything, but then it wasn't, it didn't click until I said exhibit. Nice. Nice. Um, they have a honey bee exhibit that they just opened up, which I don't know what it is. I think it's just to show you how a honeycomb is created and what goes on inside of a honeycomb. Um, they have a Taylor Swift museum opening. I heard that on the news. Where is that? Not, not an actual museum. It's at the museum of arts and design in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's opening May 20th, I think. Huh? That's but I don't cool. think I don't think there's like from what I'm reading mm-hmm. or from what I've read, I don't think there's like early Swift stuff. I think it's like later. Oh, gotcha. Is it actually clothing that she had like is it yeah, or is from just clothing music videos and stuff? Is it the actual stuff or is it more yeah. so stuff inspired by her? No, it's shoot Taylor Swift stuff. Oh. Huh. Jeez, that's gonna rake in so much money. 
They had, um, yeah, that you have to pay in, like, schedule time and everything, too. Dude, that's going to rake in money. I just did a reel the other day that just broke 10000 which is, I'm pretty positive because of Taylor Swift's song in there. The In Nashville, I think they have a whole um, exhibit on her right now because she's playing there this weekend. Mm-hmm. And that had, like, outfits and stuff from past tours and stuff yeah so that's pretty cool yeah so we'll see what happens obviously i'm gonna update you on the pod but anything else with you i went to anthony's coal-fired pizza for like the first time in probably three years where is that uh, all over the place mm-hmm. yeah Not it sounds exclusive familiar. to long island but uh-huh uh, I think it definitely used to be better, but I still enjoy their food. I get like the coal-fired wings, and and that comes with like the the onions and stuff and focaccia bread. That sounds good. And then I get a cauliflower, um, cauliflower pizza mm-hmm. that's got like cauliflower cheese and whatnot. That's really good. That sounds really good. And then because I have coupons for my birthday, I don't even know. Do they call them coupons? Coupons. I think it's just birthday deals, right? I don't know if that's necessarily a coupon, but no, I would call it a coupon, a coupon. But I got a free pizza, plain pizza for my birthday because it was my birthday, so I took that home. There you go. I'm about to clean up this birthday. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have the which birthday is this for you? Twenty five. Unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he... it's really it's thirty four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Upcoming. The big birthday. Yeah. The day that my, uh, that Brad's wedding took over no, after my bar mitzvah, your bar mitzvah took over. It was his proposal. <laughs> oh, the proposal. Yes. Yes. But I have, dude, I have stuff for Fogo. Going to mm-hmm. be using that. Wait, that. wait, 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 wait. I'll go with you to Fogo. It's tomorrow. Where, which one are you going to? During the day. Oh, dude. I would totally go with you. I, I've never... that. Uh, so I've never been to Fogo, but because you've been talking to, about it so much, I really want to go check out Fogo at some point. Well, if you go by yourself, I got another coupon. <laughs> <laughs> I, Thanks. I have, I, have, um, I have from BJ's, but I don't think I'm going to be using that one. Okay. It's a free Pazookie. It's their, like, their skillet cookie. Pazookie? Okay. Yeah, it's just a skillet cookie. The BJ's by me in Freeport doesn't even have uh, hot dogs anymore. Brother, first of all, BJ's is the restaurant, not the store. Well, why didn't you make that clear? Also, <laughs> did did BJ's ever sell yeah. hot dogs? I believe so, yeah. Or are you thinking of Costco? No, no, they definitely had hot BJ's dogs. BJ's because- had Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know what's there now. They before before Dunkin' Donuts they had hot dogs there because the one in upstate New York that I used to go to at BJ's they had hot dogs there too. I don't think BJ's is famous for their hot dogs though. It's Costco. I I I don't know. Every time I've had a BJ's hot dog, it's still it tastes just the same. I mean, it's still uh, like a dollar fifty. Um, still awesome in my books. I got Dippin' Dots. Okay. Got it. If I use that, it'd be obviously in Florida because we don't have standalone stores nearby. Mm-hmm. 
Krispy Kreme gives you a dozen free donuts? Are you kidding me? Wow. A dozen? <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, Carvel, you get your free cone. And uh, that's about it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very awesome. Well, let's get on to it and speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which, uh, I guess we should mention, they had the supplementary draft after SmackDown. It was on uh, Saturday on the program. I forget what it's called. But they have the Viking Raiders and Valhalla, Dexter Loomis, Candice LeRae, Maximum Male Models, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, Natalia, Apollo Crews, Zoe Stark, JD McDonough, all going to Monday Night Raw. And then they have Hit Row and Lacey Evans going to SmackDown with Omos being a free agent where MVP signed him a deal where he can to, can literally be on both brands. Then Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, and Von Wagner are also free agents from that supplementary draft. I don't understand that aspect, especially mm-hmm. with Von Wagner. Yeah. Like, how do you, like, I'm just going to declare, like, I'm a free agent. If they didn't want you in the draft, why would they want you in <laughs> free agency? Like, I don't even, I don't even understand how, how one ends up in free agency in the draft like that, but yeah, I don't understand that either. Especially I, what I didn't like is how they had free agencies declared after SmackDown last week, which I didn't like because you still had an entire night of no, potential. that's not how it works. I, I'm missing, I explained this to you. I that's know not I'm, how the draft works. I'm missing the boat with it. I don't understand how they get free agency. There's only two pools. Okay. Pool one goes on Friday, SmackDown. They cannot go on Monday. Oh. Pool two goes on Monday. They cannot go any other time. So it's just out of, it's not the entire roster. It's just those people that have been featured in that image. Pretty much. Right. They, there was pool one and pool two. I gotcha. I gotcha. But Monday Night I... Raw opened with Triple H announcing that Brock Lesnar is a free agent. And he can also appear on any brand. Just like MVP worked out that deal with um, almost. I don't think they that Triple H needed to mention like, oh, before the draft, uh, Brock Lesnar... renegotiated his contract whatever like we already know how like Brock works we know that Brock has like this crazy crazy contract storyline wise Mm -hmm. due to what Paul Heyman has already like told us yeah so I don't think it was necessary to have him like renegotiated but Brock is also a free agent that could show up on any brand which is nice I kind of like Brock Lesnar being like like that all star status that he Brock Lesnar is. Well, I what think about almost? I, I think it works for almost though. I I still think that almost does have potential to grow. I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't believe that. I think he's reached his height. Well, I don't think he's going to grow much more. I mean, he's pretty tall already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but on. Triple H announced that the first draft pick for Monday Night Raw it was going to be Rhea Ripley. I thought that that's a huge, huge draft pick to start with. And the fact that it's Rhea Ripley, I think it's incredible, especially for her. Because usually we're so used to uh, a lot of men being drafted in the top 
and then the women kind of in the middle. I think it's I awesome. I don't think we're used to that at all. Becky Lynch was a number one draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, good call. Good call. I think she was as well when she was like going with the man gimmick, right? Uh, yeah, but Austin Theory got drafted to SmackDown, and with that, the United States Championship moves over there. Um, Seth Rollins got drafted to Monday Night Raw, and then Charlotte got drafted to SmackDown. Yeah, all good draft picks. Uh, after that, Paul Heyman came out, basically hyping up the fate of the Usos, and spoke about how they didn't win their titles back on SmackDown. And he spoke about backlash and he mentioned the return of Roman Reigns next week. And he kind of teased Roman Reigns winning the world heavyweight championship, which I think became a meme over the weekend because it's like, he already has two titles. You might as well give him a third. And then Seth Rollins interrupted this and said that Roman Reigns no longer has to run from him because they're on separate brands. And he said he was going to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And Paul Heyman got a phone call right then and there from Roman Reigns, who was pissed off. And Seth Rollins threatened to stomp Paul Heyman, but Solo Sokoa came out and it set up a match for the main event. Yeah. But next up, you had Damage Control pick up the victory over Raquel Gonzalez and Liv Morgan. Uh, yeah, Damage Control defeating the uh, champs. I, I thought this was a title match. So I was like super excited when yeah. Damage Control won, and then I realized that it wasn't a title oh, it match. It was non-title. I mean, I guess now, obviously, Damage Control gets a title match. Uh, yes. So... But we you saw, see them going. I don't. I don't think they're going to be winning it. But yeah, it's always. It feel, it's. I seem like. I feel like it's difficult for um, tag teams to or anybody to have a victory against the champion and then the follow up match. Oh, I. I thought I just spilled something. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a sneeze. <laughs> no, I thought I spilled something. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I got into it. What did you think you spilled? My coffee. Well, how, spilled well, my but coffee. what actually happened? I tapped, I I get animated at times, and I tapped the mug, and I Maybe was, that's what I hear. Maybe, maybe it's not your leg. <laughs> I should stop. I'm just going to sit on my hands. <laughs> All right, continue. What's up next? <laughs> no, so Bailey interrupted, uh, or not interrupted, but she prevented Liv Morgan and Raquel from doing their tag team move, and... We saw Dakota Kai bring back the chiropractor, which we have not seen in a while. I hope that continues to be a thing. But Bailey ended up getting that blind tag to quickly pin Liv Morgan and pick up that victory. We did see Bianca Belair interviewed later on, and Damage Control interrupted that, and Bianca put EO Sky over and told her that Damage Control's holding her back. Which I thought was interesting. Kind of like maybe trying to stir the pot. I'm not 100% sure if that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. But It's possible. Speaking of Bianca Belair, it was announced this week that Olympic gold medalist Tamara Mensah Stock has signed with WWE. And Big news. I think ever since she burst into the, like, the professional wrestling scene, 
I mean, even during the Olympics when she was like hyping up that she's a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. I've been hoping to see a match between her and Bianca Belair because they are both incredible athletes. So I think that would be pretty cool to see one day. She's already training at the Performance Center. Incredible, you know? Yeah. After that, we saw Booker T and Queen Charmel come out to announce the next draft picks. We saw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn go to Monday Night Raw. The Usos got drafted to SmackDown. They were not part of the bloodline last week. I don't, I still don't get that. Maybe it was to like, just hang the, what am I trying to say? The what, the what is, yeah, I think you are like, you guys, you better win the tag team championships. You exactly. I better not disappoint us. And then, like, what if they actually get drafted to Monday Night Raw instead of SmackDown? Then the like, will the bloodline crumble? Basically, yeah. I I think that that was the entire mentality of that too, because that what if, especially with them losing the championships and stuff, and then uh, Roman Reigns having so much focus on Solo Sokoa recently, um, and Paul Heyman as well with Solo, where it left that maybe they are ready to get excluded from the bloodline. I mean, we don't know. Maybe at some point soon, I'm waiting for that Roman Reigns to give Solo the cue and then Solo just take out the Usos. Also, so. uh, the Judgment Day went and got drafted to Monday Night Raw, which uh, I think maybe the reason why they weren't included, well, why, why, why Rhea Ripley wasn't included in the Judgment Day was because they wanted to give her that number one draft pick. Yeah. I I agree with you too. Not not just because she is a champion, because obviously Roman Reigns got drafted and he's a champion with a group of people. But well, I think but it's yeah, more so the solo. Group, it was Paul Heyman and Solo. Yeah. So it's not like a huge group. I don't know if Paul Heyman should have been somebody who was eligible, but that's true. I don't know if he. But I th- I agree with you. I think that the reason that they drafted her without it all was to kind of give her that focus. And then, I don't know if this is uh, true or not, but it might be the biggest single draft pick uh, ever. The LWO went to SmackDown. I don't know if we've ever seen five people in one pick before. Oh, I'm not too sure. I can't think. Maybe, I'm not sure if NWO went all together like that, like that many of them. I'm just hoping that with the LWO that they could actually put together some wins. Yeah, because I think that's very necessary. That's something we continue to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The NWO back then, it was just Kevin Nash, X-Pac, and, and Scott Hall. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever that's been a sure. bigger draft pick. I didn't see anybody mention it. It just came to me there. But No, no that, that's a very interesting ta- thought about it. Yeah. Uh, after that, we saw Braun Strowman and Ricochet pick up the victory over Alpha Academy, which I didn't really get why this match took place. Yeah. I... And it seemed like a beyond obvious outcome, but the crowd was at least super into it. Mm-hmm. I think that was refreshing. Yeah. I agree After with that, you. Shawn Michaels and Adam Pearce came out to announce draft picks, but... They were int- uh, introduced. They were interrupted by Brock Lesnar before they could even announce any picks. And Adam Pierce tried to get Brock Lesnar to leave. Brought out how many would you estimate? 20, 30 security guards? I mean, at first it was like none. And then 
after that, brought out everybody. And Cody ended up attacking Brock Lesnar from behind. Security pounced on it to separate them. And like last time, without getting physical, Brock Lesnar, he left without any force. Yeah, he left just laughing. I mean, what do you think about Cody Rhodes knocking him to the ground with one punch? Well, I mean, it was from behind, so it was like off guard. Well, I mean, he still took him out with it. You know, I, I wouldn't say out. He clearly walked off on his own. Yeah, but he still hit the ground. Even later on in the night, he was like laughing backstage about it while he was leaving. No, and I Cody... think that is. I I can't I can't see Brock Lesnar doing that ten years ago. No, I think that out of everybody in the WWE, three people that really stand out to me that have really matured over time is Triple H, obviously, Randy Orton. And Brock Lesnar. I feel like if you compare who like who they're selling to, I mean more so Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar, who they're selling to, who they're putting over, what they're doing compared to when they, what, 10, 15 years ago? I think that it's really, it's cool to it's see them would, doing it. It's why I would like to see a tag team champion run for him. What, with Brock? Yeah. And Shelton? And Shelton. But, yeah, pretty yeah, much. yeah. But Cody Rhodes was interviewed later on and spoke about how he is the one that needs to win the match. It's not Brock Lesnar. Brock does not have to beat Cody Rhodes. It's Cody Rhodes who needs to beat Brock. And he understands that. He knows the what's on the line here. Yeah. So, But HBK was able to announce picks. He announced that Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez will be going to Monday Night Raw. Although they have the Women's Tag Team Championship. So I don't know if that's... I mean... We're recording right now prior to SmackDown, so I don't know if what's going to happen with the tag team titles. Yeah. If they'll have, like, separate brands or whatnot for the women. But New Day got drafted to Monday Night Raw. Uh, Asuka got drafted to SmackDown, and the Brawling Brutes went to SmackDown. Yeah. Um, Matt Riddle, after that, picked up the victory over Jimmy Uso. I think the big... Part the bigger part of this match perhaps was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn doing the Eddie Guerrero spot where they tossed Jay a chair and then tried to get him kicked from ringside and then I guess successfully got him kicked from ringside. Yeah, I was watching a bunch of clips of Eddie doing that on um, Twitter the other day and it just what incredible spot. So I'm happy to see that it was used here. I do. I mean, I did think that um, that Jimmy was going to win this match. But that when that turnbuckle pad was taken off, Sami Zayn distracted the referee and Kevin Owens smashed Jimmy's head into the turnbuckle. And that helped Matt Riddle pick up the victory. And, and Jay was very clearly annoyed that Solo Sokoa wasn't with them. Yeah, he was not happy. We saw after that Eric Bischoff and Rob Van Dam. What a combo. Yeah. To announce draft picks. And I liked that Rob Van Dam kind of like made light of the fact that his card was upside down on Friday. <laughs> I mean, I in, his, really funny. in his defense, he did read it and know who he was drafting beforehand. Yeah. In his defense. I mean, you saw him having the card the right side up. Right. Was it wasn't a surprise like thing. You went into there knowing who you were going to announce. Exactly. You didn't have to open an envelope or anything. And I guess if anybody is going to have it to, might as well, <laughs> might as well to RVD, right? <laughs> 
but the first pick was Trish Stratus to Monday Night Raw, which to me still doesn't make sense that she was eligible. Because, like... I, I guess they want long-term booking with her? Yeah, but I still don't think, like, someone like Trish Stratus needed to be drafted. Uh-huh. Um, Karrion Cross and Scarlet went to SmackDown. The Horsewomen went to Monday Night Raw. And LA Knight went to SmackDown. Now, refresh me. Was Logan Paul drafted at all? No. Huh. Which makes me, like, question why Trish Stratus was. Yeah, that's that's why I'm asking, because, I mean... Like, Logan Paul very... apparently is the WWE superstar. He signed that contract, whatever, so... Yeah, he signed a WWE superstar contract. So, he is a contract WWE superstar. After that, we saw Miz TV with Shinsuke Nakamura as the guest... Uh, which Miz pitched working together with Shinsuke Nakamura. They they got along pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've seen them work together before, though. Is that not accurate? I guess not. I don't know why I don't know. we've seen like, Miz K before or whatever. Miz K? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but Nakamura obviously turned the Miz down. And yeah. then the whole like tiny balls thing with the in Japanese that that popped me big time. I thought that was so funny because it reminds me of something that happened in Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. where Larry had this like mantra or whatever it was, and I don't know what language it, it was in, but he Richard Lewis wanted it, and Larry let him borrow it or whatever, and and he's trying to. I guess in, achieve inner peace or, or calm himself down. So he was repeating it over and over again, and it turned out to be like a, a curse word or whatever, something like that, or like you suck or something. Mm-hmm. So it was similar to this, where Miz thought it was a very positive thing that he was chanting, but it mm-hmm. was tiny balls, and I thought that was really that's funny. funny. Yeah. But uh, um, and also I thought the reveal of it was perfect with like Miz's. The, his selling of it and everything, I thought it was great. And he went to go attack Nakamura for that, but Nakamura ducked and hit him with the Kinshasa. So it seems like the first feud, is that accurate? Is Nakamura on, on Monday Night Raw now? Uh, yes. Yeah, Nakamura's on Monday Night Raw, I believe. So maybe that'll yeah, be the first feud I think we'll so. see. After that, we uh, saw... It seems like it. Almost pick up the victory over Anthony Alanis. What can you say about this? Nothing. No. And yeah, Shinsuke's went in it raw. But yeah, there's nothing really you could say about this. I mean, it was just a something to highlight almost. You know? And he, I think, is unfortunately, I don't want to say this, but I guess he is somebody that should be facing enhancement talent. I'm su- Hmm. I was I'm like, I'm, I'm super torn here because it's like part of me feels like he's been on the main roster long enough where it should be like lower card guys. But I guess uh-huh. you can you'll eventually run out of lower card guys for him to work with. I mean, talking about using enhancement talent, I'm sorry. I'm going to backtrack. But SmackDown from last week, that was that was crap. Using the Viking Raiders as enhancement to you're for the not, OC. That's not it's not enhancement talent. You have no idea. That's not the right term for what. What do you want me no. to call them? They just went out there and wrestled. Enhancement they, is Anthony Alanis. They enhanced the OC. No, that's not what they put yeah. over the OC. No, 
They put yes, them over. Yes, they did, but that's not enhancement All right, talent. so then I'm going to say that Viking Raiders should not have put over the OC on SmackDown for something like that. I thought that that was stupid. They should have had Anthony Alanis go in there, have his shine, have his spotlight. That would make and no take sense. take that beating. It makes no sense with Viking Raiders. They're not Viking even Raiders the same brand. is a is supposed to be a powerful tag team and built up as such. So you have the OC wanting wanting to make a big impact. That's how you do it. Yeah, but they're not. There's no even follow up. The Viking Raiders aren't even yeah, on the same on brand as the OC. Now. Yeah, so that part doesn't make sense. But if I mean, you want a dominant team, that's this, who you do it. And again, uh, maybe we'll see this added to the pay per view. We don't even know. I don't know. You know, you, I'm, me and you believe the same stuff about Viking Raiders. You know, I, it's just me ranting. But next up, you had Molly Holly and Road Dog, which was a really cool pairing. I like seeing Molly Holly. Oh, they should have had Hurricane, man. Oh, they yeah, should have done that, Shane, man. That, that, how do you not? Yeah, especially if you have Road Dog uh, on SmackDown as well. But I think I, isn't Hurricane's a producer. He works there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurricane's there. He could yeah, have hundred percent done that. Especially, but that's the thing because Road Dog was also an announcer on SmackDown side by side with HBK. They definitely should have had the Hurricane. Now, that but I know I will say this though: on SmackDown, they came out as DX on Monday Night Raw. I got to at least hear the the PG version of the New Age Outlaws theme song. That's true. So that's true. <laughs> but. Braun Strowman and Ricochet got drafted to Monday Night Raw as a tag team. Shotzi Blackheart went to SmackDown. Bronson Reed went to Monday Night Raw. And the f- the first call-up from NXT on Monday Night Raw's draft, we saw pretty deadly to SmackDown. I popped, for, I popped for that. Disappointing. Why? Why are they not on the same brand as Seth Rollins? Why would you want the same brand? Are you kidding me? They all dressed the same. <laughs> Okay, all right. I guess that's one reason to put people together. We had the Judgment Day come out and address Zelina Vega and Bad Bunny. And, of course, the one with the most heat was Dominic. It's incredible, the heat that he's getting. I love it. I think it's got to be Seth Rollins to win this the World Heavyweight Championship. But with the heat that Dominic has, man, it would be absolutely incredible to hear how much more he would get as champion. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, I would be very intrigued to hear the reaction if Dominic was the champion. Like, Rhea I mean, this Ripley, is kind of... as champion right now, she's pretty much getting cheered. Yeah. And then her with Dominic, Dominic's getting booed. So I think her as like the, she's still healed, but getting cheered as the champion. Uh-huh. And Dominic getting booed, like, Heavily booed. I am the leader of this brand, brother. I mean, this is kind of... It reminds me of something similar to how me and you always talk about Eva Marie. and Especially with if she won a Royal Rumble. The amount of heat. Especially with her recent run. If she came back and... Especially when she was with Dewdrop. If she won the Royal Rumble somehow. The amount of nuclear heat that she would have had. I feel like that would be similar to Dominic winning the championship. Yeah. But the LWO came out, Rey Mysterio cut a promo right before the match, and we go into the match where the Judgment Day picks up a victory over the LWO. Huge shocker. Given how the only win that the LWO has was Zelina Vega on SmackDown, 
I went into this finding it like hard to believe that they would win this match. Mm-hmm. But we just, I mean, we said it before. They need wins. Yeah, I, I, I totally liked, agree with you. I liked that Rhea Ripley had her moment with Rey Mysterio before Zelina Vega made the save. Finn Balor, we saw he got involved, which allowed for Dominic to trip Rey Mysterio, which I thought was going to be the end, but it wasn't. Because we saw Rey Mysterio get back into it, and he went for that 6-1-9, and Finn Balor got in there and, and ate it for them. Yeah. For, I think it was for, for Damian Priest. And then Damian Priest hit uh, the finisher to pick up the victory. Yeah. Big, uh, by the way, big Bullet Club anniversary this week. What's the anniversary? I, like. I, popped, I popped at Finn Balor saying, you're welcome. I thought that was funny. Yeah. After that, though, we saw JBL and Teddy Long announce draft picks. American, uh, not American, Alpha Academy to Monday Night Raw. Rick Boogs to SmackDown. Katana Chance and Caden Carter to Monday Night Raw. So at that point, I was very confused because Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, the tag team champions in NXT, had already gone to SmackDown. And Caden Carter and Katana Chance were like, who everybody thought was going to win the titles on NXT because they had a title opportunity. Mm -hmm. So like whoever won NXT was going to be without the NXT women's tag team championships. So that was weird, but I'm pumped to see them on the the main roster for sure. Uh, And then Cameron Grimes got called up and drafted to SmackDown. So I I popped for that. I was really happy to see Cameron Grimes uh, a lot being of drafted. NXT talent, a lot of good NXT talent. It was very surprising that Braun Breaker wasn't part of it. Yeah, I mean, I you understand about why that. Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez weren't because you don't want to take them out just yet. But Braun uh-huh. Breaker, I thought like I really sure felt he... like maybe even as this heel, I feel like maybe he's done all that he can do. But I guess they want to still continue this heel run and see where it can go. Yeah. Which I don't hate. I'm not like, I don't hate that part. So we'll just yeah. see what, what it leads to. But the main event saw Seth Rollins pick up the victory over solo Sokoa via disqualification. I didn't know. I knew solo Sokoa couldn't win this match, but I didn't know how to get there, mm. but I thought it was a good main event. I think it, it would have been killer on a premium live event. Because I thought like this was really good, but we yeah. saw we saw Paul Heyman make a phone call during the match, and we saw the Usos run down to attack Seth Rollins, which out came Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Matt Riddle, just to make the save, and Monday Night Raw got cut off like WCW. Somebody did not time this properly. I don't know what happened there. I mean, obviously, I. I missed the days where it was like, oh, 11.05 or something like that. Yeah, this was right on the on the spot. So, I don't necessarily think that led to a great go-home show Um, for Backlash year, but... I don't know. I didn't think it was bad to do. Main event-wise, I don't know who it's going to be. Originally advertised and everything was Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. It just got switched to Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. So I don't know what's going to be the main event. 
I feel like the main event's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Here, though, you mm-hmm. close Monday Night Raw with Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. So, I don't know. I feel like you sandwich Bad Bunny in between the two of them. Um, Supplemental draft. Yeah, but he's like <laughs> king of Puerto Rico. So, I don't know. I th- I feel like I feel like you have like maybe you have the tag team match then you have Bad Bunny and then you close with Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar like the I don't th- I feel like you would open with Cody and Brock and close with Bad Bunny and Priest. Okay. Oh. Hmm. And where are you putting tag team? In the middle, obviously. <laughs> All right, I could I could get behind that, but then didn't. Brock Lesnar and Cody open WrestleMania? Cody main evented WrestleMania. Why am I feeling like Brock, Brock Lesnar opened, opened with almost? Oh, yeah, Cody and Reigns. Okay. So then you're going to have Brock Lesnar open WrestleMania yeah, and Backlash? Why not? Backlash? Backlash? <laughs> why not? All right. I could get behind what you said. It's not like he's in the main event. No, no. Cody wants to get back to the main event. You don't put him in the main event. That's true. Goes with that entire storyline that you pitched. After Monday Night Raw, we had the supplemental draft again. We saw Dana Brooke, Nikki Cross, Johnny Gargano. I don't know why Johnny Gargano's not like a main draft pick there. Mm -hmm. Like, why is he getting left to the supplemental draft? That makes no sense. Uh, Los Lotharios, Akira Tozawa, uh, Piper Niven, Zia Lee, Tegan Knox, Emma, Riddick Moss, Indus Sheer getting called up from NXT, and Odyssey Jones getting called up from NXT to Monday Night Raw. I was surprised with Odyssey. Yeah, that was a, a shocking, not shocking, but it was a surprising thing. But with yeah. Indus Sheer, man, I hope we get a dominant tag team there. I don't want to see them fall down to the lowest, lowest of lows. I agree with you. And then I I mean, I see, I mean, we see what happened with Viking readers and I just don't want to see that with them. Like industry has so much potential as well. Right. So, but, um, they, they then go to like, they, they were like switching off in between and they gave off, all these Monday Night Raw draft picks, and they're like, and SmackDown drafts Tamina. I was like, oh, is that it? And that was it for <laughs> for a while. And then the next draft pick that SmackDown got, the only other draft pick that SmackDown got, was Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller, to me, is not somebody who should have been a supplemental pick either. But I think it could only add to his character. Like, I'm so good, like, screw you. I'll show you supplemental draft. And then, of course, the Hurt Business, Baron Corbin, Elias, and Zion Quinn declared themselves as free agents. Zion Quinn? Uh, like, why? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what they're doing there, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I did like the segment where Elias spoke to Rick Boogs, and he's like, Rick was talking about how he got drafted to SmackDown, and Elias was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It's just that I'm too big of a name to go to just one brand. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool backstage segment afterwards or whatever. Uh, and then they also swapped Mike Rome and Samantha Irvin. So I think that's pretty cool. I think it was 
uh, when Ricochet got drafted to Monday Night Raw, you had to figure they would swap. Uh-huh. So. Now, I think that it's cool that WWE is doing that. Hopefully, it was intentional, you know, to keep them together. Because for a long time, WWE used to be... No, they've they've done the, the couples together all the time now. Yeah, that I I mean, just it's, it's nice to see that they do that. It's, and Samantha Irvin is incredible. Like, have like a have lot you of watched... people were worried about? Oh no, Imperium is on Monday Night Raw and she's on SmackDown. Oh but, no! But, but no, now she's on Monday Night Raw, so we don't have to worry. Oh yeah, that's true because nobody does that Imperium entrance like she does. I I love following her on Instagram because she shows that like, um. How much how much enthusiasm she has when she does some of these ring announcing, and it's it's incredible. Plus, she has an awesome tattoo, Beatles tattoo. An awesome arm. what? She has an awesome Beatles tattoo. Oh, I think she has an Abbey Road tattoo on her, her bicep. Well, that's Monday Night Raw. Moving over to NXT, which opened up with Wesley successfully retaining the North American Championship against Drew Gulak. I thought it was a decent match, but I would have liked for it to be longer. Yeah, it was predictable to me. I didn't think yeah, Drew Gulak no was going to win. Not a, not a chance. But Charlie Dempsey got involved a few times, and Tyler Bate finally took him out. And Wesley won after that. I thought maybe Tyler Bate could like turn and join the group. I, I thought that would have been a cool thing. But mm-hmm. I'm surprised that he didn't get drafted, Tyler Bate. Um, I mean, just because how long he's been around for. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, I guess same thing. Maybe with, there's still that storyline to tell here. I feel like they disrupted so many storylines so far. I mean, even JC Jane or Gigi, they could have, you know. But after that, we had Trick Williams come out and address what happened last week, and and he said that Carmelo Hayes was is injured right now because of Braun Breaker, and Braun Breaker interrupted and it eventually led to a match between the two of them set up for next week. Yeah. We saw, uh, uh, Trick Williams, by the way, did fantastic here. Oh yeah. I agree with you. Later next up, on you in had, the show, we saw Apollo Cruz stop trick Williams to put him over before he leaves to Monday night raw. And I thought that was a cool moment, a cool thing to do. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Next up, you had JC Jane pick up the victory over Gigi Dolan in what I hope is the last of their matches. And I said this the last time, whatever. I don't, this wasn't quite the match that screams blood feud. Even though there was actual blood involved in this, this just wasn't it. Yeah. And I don't don't get what's happening here between the two of them. I mean, and how many times are we going to. It's clearly not going to be the end of it. That's the thing. There's no reason to just. I, I feel like that we need the stipulation match like we should have already had. I think that since Mandy Rose left, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, it's been back and forth with the both of them. And it's been... Well, I don't know if JC was actually injured or not where that, that led to maybe we were supposed to see something else, but we ended up not seeing it yet. Uh-huh. But JC was the one that got busted open in this match and... In the end, she pulled Gigi into the actual turnbuckle part. Even though they're like the pad was on and everything, she still was able to pull her arm or shoulder into the metal part, which I like because we don't normally see stuff like that. Yeah. 
And then she hit her finisher to, to pick up the victory there. But she continued the attack. And she did so right in front of Gigi Dolan's brother. So the feud is obviously going to continue. Yeah, I don't want it to. But next up, you had Axiom pick up the victory over Scripps. Axiom. High flying spots, yeah. flips, and stuff. Yeah, a ton of high flying action as the, expected. The knee, the knee, by the way, from Axiom, I thought was really nice. Yeah, I agree I still with you. Don't necessarily get this feud, but Axiom offered Scripps his hand afterwards for a handshake, and Scripps decked him. And then. Wait, did Scripps deck him? Axiom decked him. Um, Scripps no. attacked Axiom, and then Axiom was able to get the mask off. Yes, I believe so. I know Axiom unmasked him. And then the crowd like immediately started chanting Reggie, but they cut away. Yeah. So I still don't really understand it. Hopefully, I don't Reggie's think anybody Reggie. I I don't think anybody understands what's happening with Scripps. I don't no. even think that Reggie knows what's happening with Scripps. No. I mean, but after yeah. that, we saw a bar scene with Briggs, Jensen, and Henley, where Brooks Jensen went to go apologize to both of them, and then he thanked them, and also mentioned that he learned some things from Kiana James and spoke about the land that the bar is on, and maybe bringing an investor in to set the parents up for for like the rest of their lives or whatever. So maybe in the end of that, Kiana James is somehow going to get the bar. I don't know. Yeah, but earlier in the night we saw JD McDonough interviewed, and he was interrupted by Noam Dar, who asked for a favor, I guess, and asked him to take Dragon Lee out so he stays away from the Heritage Cup. And it kind of feels like the Heritage Cup right now is just all in his mind. Uh huh. Like it doesn't okay. seem like there's anything. Like it doesn't seem like anyone's coming after the Heritage Cup, but it's like he thinks there are. Nah. But J.D. McDonough basically told him that you never gave me a shot, so no. And then he threatened to take him out on his way to Monday Night Raw. And he threatened to take the the Heritage Cup with him. But J.D. McDonough went on to defeat Dragon Lee. I was definitely pumped for this match. And and this match did not let down at all. I think that, I mean, my markout moment, spoiler, my markout moment was this entire match. This was just back and forth, hard-hitting action. I mean, just incredible from the both of them. Noam Dar did make his way out to watch the match, but it was just so good. McDonough, even, he tried to win via countout, and he thought he had it, but Dragon Lee got in at the last second. We did see Noam Dar swing at Dragon Lee. And Lee ducked it, and he got back in the ring, and JD was able to hit the devil inside and pick up that victory. But Dragon Lee and Noam Dar brawl to the back after that. Yeah. So that's the last we'll see of Jordan Devlin for now in NXT. I'm. I feel like for me, I may JD McDonough is one of the people that got drafted who I am most excited to see how he performs on the main roster. I see people saying there's rumors of him going with uh, the Judgment Day. Okay. Would not hate that. No, I wouldn't either. He's a protege. Yeah. 
But next up, you had Joe Gacy picking up the victory over Joe Coffey. Joe versus Joe. Just no Samoa Joe, but this match. Or I just mean, Joe. <laughs> yeah, just Joe. <laughs> this was surprising. I wasn't expecting that outcome. Mm-hmm. But we saw the dyad and Gallus get involved here, and then Ava pretended as if Joe hit her, and it led to Joe Gacy being able to pick up the victory there. But the dyad get another title shot. I mean, after everything that took place the week before with the Twitter announcements, now we have a title shot with the two of them. Ava, by the way, said that she spoke to Joe. She's like... I know you're doing this for them, but after this, you need to start doing stuff for you. Nah. So, I would love to see the Dyad win the Tag Team Championships. Uh Uh-huh. Diamond Mind was not happy about the outcome of this match and, and how they won, I guess. So, I think they're still in that title picture, it seems. Mm Mm-hmm. After that, we saw Danny Palmer make her NXT in-ring debut and pick up the victory over Tatum Paxley. Uh, A very athletic entrance for Danny Palmer. And it wasn't a bad match or anything. It just, I don't think it was anything special. Yeah. It just just showed off her athleticism. What did you think about athleticism? What did you think about the splash? I mean, it's. What, it was like a split leg splash, kind of? Yeah, it wasn't like, we've seen other people do it, so it's not like the first time we ever saw something like that, so. Mm-hmm. But again, super athletic, so. Yeah. And she didn't suck, so I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. After that, we saw a segment with Chase U, where Andre Chase called out, and Thea Hale freaked out. She's like, how do we not have class, blah, 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 blah. Duke Hudson took over as the teacher. So, I don't know if that's going to, like, turn into something between the two of them later on, or what. Mm-hmm. We did see Robert Stone and Von Wagner together, and they were looking at pictures of Von Wagner's history, including pictures of the Be- the Beverly Brothers at SummerSlam 92 at Wembley Stadium. I thought that was a bit fishy. <laughs> that on the same day that uh, tickets to AEW, AEW All In went on pre-sale, that they they just happened to mention Wembley Stadium. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, Makes you wonder. Uh, fantastic selling, by the way, on that event. Yeah. But there were Congrats, other pictures yeah. of who we could only assume was Von Wagner as a baby in the hospital. And Robert Stone's like, Vaughn, what is this? Who is that? Vaughn, what is this? And Vaughn refused to talk about it. So I don't know if they're going to turn him. In my mind, a storyline like that only gets set up. Like I picture Kane. Where Kane wore the mask even though he wasn't actually burned. He thought he was a freak or something. Yeah. To me, that's what it seems like they're setting up. Okay, I didn't think about that. Von Wagner into a freak or something. I don't know what's like now that he's a free agent. I don't know if we're going to see more development from that aspect of it at all, but maybe in the future we see him show up on Raw or SmackDown. It's like, what? Who the hell is this? And it's like, it's Von Wagner, but he's wearing a mask, so you can't quite tell or something. Uh huh. Maybe. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. (laughs) 
Earlier in the night, though, we saw a video promo from Isla Dawn and Alba Fire about the, the NXT Tag Team Championships. And Alba and uh, Isla Dawn said that they're going to be and they're, they're going to be defending the titles if they win. They're going to defend the titles on all three brands. So that's something else that I don't know if that's going to happen. That's how the titles started. Yeah. But we also have the the tag team championships on Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. So. That really makes you wonder with everything well, how it's going to break down. We did see in the main event, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn picked up the victory over Katana Chance and Caden Carter to retain the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships in what I thought was a dope match. We saw Alba Fire and Isla Dawn attack Katana Chance and Caden Carter before the match got started, but this was a lot of good tag team action, including a double Spanish fly from the top rope from Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Incredible athleticism from both tag teams in this matchup. Yeah, and we got that new dope tag team finisher from Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, which is kind of like a combination of the Guerrero special and maybe like a downward spiral. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do on the main roster here. Yeah, I totally agree. Both teams deserve to be on the the main roster, so definitely looking forward to it. Somebody else that was drafted to the main roster last week, Indy Hartwell. This is where it starts to come into play, where it's like, I don't understand what's going on here. Because she comes out, she spoke, she spoke about being fan a fan of all the women in the, the black and gold era of NXT. And how she found the way, that being Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis as well, um, Candice LeRae, and Austin, Austin Theory. Theory. And then how she formed a bond with them and the fans and she won, eventually won the women's championship. But since she's going to Monday Night Raw, she can't be women's champion. And she's relinquishing it, so they're doing a, a tournament. But and the previous. Crown, crown a champion at Battleground. Even though Isla Dawn and <laughs> Alba Fire are still champions. that To me, that does not make sense. I mean, this had. Maybe next week they're going to explain it. Maybe, like, they're going to say, like, Maybe you're going to have uh, HBK talk to Isla Dawn and Alba Fire be like, listen, you cannot be tag team champions. This is why we had Indy drop the title last week. You can't if you're going this way. And maybe they're going to be like, well, no, we are not going to drop it. And then maybe HBK sets up a match of them versus another tag team. Or what happens if they go over there with the tag team championships just refusing to drop it, and that itself becomes the angle. I don't, yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting. But this but, entire thing with Indy, I thought that it was great. I'm really happy for her because, I mean, with everything that has taken place with her and stuff like that, I feel like it's really fitting that she does at least have her time as a champion. Right. I mean, on the other hand, we also don't know about that ankle injury. Yeah, she did sprain her ankle last week in the match, and she was hobbling, hobble, hobbling. Yeah, she. I mean, she had, she had the cat. She had it booted up, you know. So and she left the title in the ring, and she's like, "Now, how do I get out of here?" And <laughs> out came Dexter Loomis, who helped her 
carried her off into the back. So I thought that and was she, a nice way to end that segment with the, the fans popping one, for Index. Yeah, and she just looks at the camera and gives the camera a good old thumbs up. I mean, it was really a... I feel like it was like a storybook ending for yeah. Indy Hartwell and NXT. And I think the camera work here was really well done because it then pans back over to the championship and it gets picked up and it pans up again even further and it's Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. Then it's... Cora Jade, who's playing tug of war, which I always hate when when they do something like that. Uh-huh. And then Roxanne Perez attacked, and the the women's locker room spilled out. So, come battlegrounds, we're gonna have a new women's champion. Yeah. So, gonna move over to SmackDown. Earlier in the day, Triple H announced that the World Heavyweight Championship tournament will begin on Monday Night Raw. And for some reason, continue on SmackDown. I don't understand why SmackDown is included in this, but we'll see what happens with that. As for SmackDown itself, uh, they had a special entranceway, which I thought was cool. I guess to maybe fit as many people in as possible. It's also where Backlash is, so... It was like a stadium show that we've seen recently in regards to entrances. I thought it was pretty cool. The LWO opened the show and basically just hyped up Backlash. The Judgment Day came out with huge heat behind them, especially for Dominic. Even at the press conference, Dominic was like incredible heat. But Rey Mysterio wanted a WrestleMania rematch against Dominic. Rhea Ripley was like, you should fight me instead. And then Zelina Vega stepped up in front of her. And Dominic pitched a mixed tag match, which gets set up for the main event. And I thought it was really cool that for a majority of the segment, they spoke almost entirely in Spanish. I feel like that's not something you typically see. And I don't remember the shows that they did in Mexico, but I don't think that they did that on TV. I could be completely wrong, but it's been years since they've been to a place where they would even speak Spanish on television. So I don't, I just don't remember, but I think that was pretty cool. The first match of SmackDown saw the OC pick up the victory over the Viking Raiders. The fans were absolutely nuts for this match. Valhalla caused a distraction and Mia Yim took her out and then they won with the the magic killer. It's been a while since we've seen them in a tag match, at least. But the crowd, I think, definitely added to the excitement of this match. After that, Bianca Belair came out and spoke about defending the title around the world and how she'll tie the record for longest reigning women's champion if she wins at Backlash. And then Damage Control interrupted and Bailey basically just said EO Sky was going to win. And her and Dakota Kai want the tag team championships, which led to damage control jumping Bianca Belair. And then the champions, of course, made the save. I think it was a bit too late, but they still made the save nonetheless. Backstage, we saw the bloodline. Uh, The Usos were super hyped up for their match of backlash, but Solo didn't really seem pleased with them. And he said that, He's going to be doing his part, so they better do their part. We saw Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn later in the night basically just hype up the match as well backstage. Um, 
Next match, we saw Street Profits pick up the victory over Imperium. I really liked that Kaiser tagged out as soon as the match began. I don't know if we've seen that before, or it's certainly not something you see often, but it allowed Imperium to really control the beginning of that match. And the Street Profits turned it around. It wasn't a long match, but they definitely got to pack a lot of stuff in, and I think that that tag spot at the beginning made it feel like they... It was a longer match than it was. After that, Cody Rhodes came out. I like that he said, De que quieres hablar. So, what do you want to talk about, basically? And uh, he said that at the press conference, too. But he mentioned Arn Anderson during this segment and, and advice that he's gotten from him. He mentioned uh, Brock Lesnar choosing to pick the fight with Cody Rhodes. He didn't go out seeking Brock Lesnar. And there's been no explanation as to why. He was fired up in this promo. And basically just said that he'll conquer the beast. After that, Shinsuke Nakamura picked up the victory over Karrion Cross, With Karrion Cross having some Puerto Rican descent. I thought maybe he would be cheered here. But that wasn't the case at all. And I don't know if maybe the fans just didn't know that. Or they just... They were just booing a heel. But we saw Scarlett cause a distraction for Nakamura. He was able to, to turn it around later on. And the fans were super loud for that Kinshasa to finish the match. And I thought that was pretty cool. Backstage, Cameron Grimes showed up and was welcomed by Adam Pierce And Baron Corbin interrupted. And Cameron Grimes kind of made fun of Baron Corbin for not being picked. But Corbin tried to spin it as being on the same level as Brock Lesnar. And Adam Pierce basically basically said it's not anywhere close to that. But it sets up a match between Baron Corbin and Cameron Grimes next week on SmackDown. So I think that's pretty cool. Main event saw the LWO, Rey Mysterio, and Zelina Vega in mixed tag match action. Defeating the Judgment Day, Dominic and Rhea Ripley. And it was a fun match. I liked when Zelina Vega got that hot tag and the crowd erupted at seeing Rey Mysterio and Dominic go at it. I thought that was really cool. I went into this match thinking the LWO was going to win this match, but I had my doubts when Finn Balor got involved. But Rey Mysterio was able to roll... Dominic up for that quick victory after the he was trying to do the three amigos. So I thought it was a good tag team match. The Judgment Day jumped Rey Mysterio afterwards. Uh, Damian Priest came out and joined in. And then Bad Bunny came out and led the LWO to make the save. And the crowd, obviously, they went absolutely nuts. Bad Bunny holds the record attendance in that uh, arena. So I think that's pretty cool. I popped at him wearing a WWF jacket with the WWF scratch logo. Um, But it was just such a hot ending to SmackDown. So going to move over now to some predictions for Backlash taking place in San Juan, Puerto Rico. I feel like it's been years since I've been to San Juan. When was the last time? I don't know. It's definitely been years. I don't have to say it feels like. I know I've been, been there before, but I don't yeah, remember. when we went on the cruise, we went to San Juan. Yeah, 
But uh, yeah, so backlash taking place in San Juan, Puerto Rico. We have Seth Rollins taking on Omos. I'm gonna go with Ooh, I'm gonna go with Omos. I'm gonna say Seth Rollins. All right, all right. Something that they really didn't do anything setting up uh, on on Monday Night Raw. At least I don't know what's the deal with SmackDown. Perhaps they already did it. This is already in the past, even though it's in the future. Uh, the WWE United States Championship is on the line. Austin Theory defending the title against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. My fingers are crossed for Bronson Reed. I'm going to go but with... that's stupid. That's stupid. It's Austin Theory because... Yeah, I'm going to go with Austin Theory. Is Bobby Lashley Theory. on SmackDown or Raw? Raw? I think he might be on SmackDown. Let me it's see. Gotta be, it's got to be... It can't be Bronson Reed. He's on Monday Night Raw. Bronson Reed's on Raw. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley's on SmackDown. So it's Austin Theory's Austin on Theory SmackDown. Or, Bobby yeah. Lashley's on SmackDown. Bronson, yeah, so I would it's go with either Austin Theory or Lashley. So I'm going to stick with Austin Theory right now. I'm going to go with Austin Theory. Um, let's go over to... Let's do the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair defending against Eero Sky. I'm going to go with Bianca Belair. Yes, I'm saying Bianca Belair as well. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, Rhea Ripley defending the title against Zelina Vega. Gonna say Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Six man tag team match. Riddle, Owens, and, S- and Sami Zayn going against the bl- Bloodline. Usos and Sokoa. I'm gonna go with Riddle, Owens, and Zayn. Yeah, I'm going with that pick as well. Now um, on to the Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes. Oh. Gonna say Cody Rhodes. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Cody Rhodes. I can't see two big losses for Cody Rhodes. We have, uh, place. we have a San Juan street fight taking place. Bad Bunny facing off against Damian Priest. I have to assume we'll see the involvement of the Judgment Day as well as the LWO. Yeah, I'm saying double B. I'm saying Bad Bunny as well, and I would like to see the addition of Savio Vega here. Okay. I don't think we're going to see the Colognes, but I think that would be cool to see. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see Savio Vega, and I don't think we're going to see the Colognes. I just think it would be cool if we did. So I think I think we're just going to see the LWO lend a hand, and that's it. I but know. I think I am actually very excited for this. I mean, Bad Bunny, I have to give so much credit to. Um, I mean, when Bad Bunny first started with WWE with Booker T, like Brandon was amped like hype about it and i was just like who the hell is this guy i've never heard of him before i don't care for his music um okay he's one of the highest selling one of i'm sorry (laughs) it's like he was the most streamed artist yeah and i'm like i've never heard of any of his music uh i wasn't a fan at all and then he won a grammy award he ended up being involved with the Damian Priest. He ended up winning that championship. He ended up appearing on uh, Saturday Night Live as the musical guest while holding the championship at, on on the show. Then you have him winning the Grammy. You have him at the Met Gala appearance. You have him frequent on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. You have him really being an ambassador with Puerto Rico and WWE right now. Very and then, busy week for yeah, and then you, And then to add to all of this, too, he's in the WWE 2K23. I mean, I think that if... Which he still should have been in last year, but... 
Yeah, I, I think that in WrestleMania moments, Royal Rumble moments, I think that if anybody, I don't think anybody can say anything bad about Bad Bunny in the WWE. I think that if anybody was against this idea, as I was, because I didn't know Bad Bunny, if your entire perspective wasn't changed around, I don't think you're getting it. Same thing with uh, Logan Paul. I don't think you're getting it if you disagree. Yeah, but those are our predictions for Backlash. Going to take a quick little break right now, and I'll be right back with Chris here on Marking Out. This is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to Marking Out. Back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. It is Chris here with you with Brandon. Brandon. Hey. Howdy, hey. What's the haps? What's going on here? Not today? much. What's your haps? What's going uh, on? <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's just still in the middle of lacrosse season. Lax. But I did the, lax. But I did go last night at nine o'clock and saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I got to see it. It was out. It was outstanding. It was outstanding. I thought it was really good. I'm still out of the whole trilogy. I still think two is the best. Um, but this was uh, a good end to this version. Of what the Guardians of the Galaxy? You Did know. you see the Christmas special, or have you not seen that? I have not seen the Christmas special. I know, um, but I have to check that out. My buddy did buy the fifty dollars popcorn bucket. Wow! <laughs> what is it? It's a chest, and then there's like a, a like a rocket raccoon that you have to like attach like to the bottom, and then there's a clip that attaches it on the inside. Who was selling it? AMC. AMC. Yeah. So we like we got there. And my buddy's, like, the AMC, like, platinum member, you know? He gets, like, the three free movies a week, you know, gets discounts and all this stuff. So he's, like, we're sitting there. I snuck in snacks because, you know, whatever. Um, I'm paying up for these damn movies these days, kids. No, I I snuck in uh, some Sour Patch Watermelons and uh, a bottle of water. Um, But um, what was I going to say? Popcorn uh, okay, bucket. so we're sitting online. He's like, we're talking to the guys. He's like, yeah, is it, do you have any popcorn, popcorn buckets left? So the guy's like, yeah, no, we're all out. And this other guy goes, you kidding me? You don't even know where they are. Walks in the back, pulls one out, and my buddy's just like, all right, fine. And bought the f- So then, but since he's a Stubbs member, you get free refills on the popcorn. So what he did is he emptied his large popcorn bucket into the Rocket Raccoon one and then went back down and filled up his popcorn again. It was awesome. So... I see a popcorn bucket. I'm not sure what theater it is, but it looks a lot nicer than the Rocket Raccoon one that I see. And then there's also a Groot one that looks cool. That I guess essentially Groot is a handle and then the rest of Groot is like the the bucket itself. Okay, yeah. All I see when I typed in Guardians of the Galaxy popcorn bucket, I just see the one from AMC. The Groot one I see is very cool, but that looks like it's... um... I don't know what that is. And the get the, the light up popcorn bucket too. Is I think it's a right Cinemark. Okay. Ah. Uh, okay. Also, yeah, that light up one looks cool as well. Okay. Yeah. Looks kind of like a trash bin, though. Okay. The group one is twenty five dollars. Instantly okay. better than the Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> I like the Rocket Ra- Raccoon one. It was cool. Um, but you know, I think uh, you're paying specifically for the figurine. And it's a it's a, it's not like it's a chintzy figurine. It's like uh, it's it's heavy, like you could probably bludgeon somebody. Where does one that put that during the movie? On their lap, or no? Eric, uh, my buddy Eric, put it on like the side on his armrest. And by the way, we went to Roosevelt Cinemas. 
What a fantastic experience because it's like stadium seating and it's very steep stadium seating. Like Roosevelt and, Field. Yeah, Roosevelt Field Mall. Yeah. Outstanding. Loved it. I was like, I'm like, I want to go here more often because like we sat in row E and it's like, I didn't have to move my head down. I didn't have to move it up. I had like perfect eyesight. It was outstanding. A bit um, of I a rip off on price, but. It was 18, 1875. That's. But. You know. And then, no, of course, you know by the way, there's the other. Uh, popcorn bucket for guardians of the galaxy that people thought would have like a lot longer of a line they thought it would be like the figment popcorn bucket but oh oh in disney yeah it's the skyliner guardians of the galaxy popcorn bucket oh nice i am uh i'm going next month so i want to get add to my popcorn bucket collection now um, so yeah, no, Guardians of the Galaxy was great. Um, it was a little darker, it was a little sadder than uh, the second one and the, the first one before that. But uh, you know, again, I highly recommend it. Uh, and that's the only fun thing that I've really done. <laughs> when you when you say you want to add to your popcorn bucket collection, does that mean you want the hundredth anniversary one and Pumbaa and, and any other gimmicks there? Because I have Figment. Um, I have a Droid one from Hollywood you have, Studios. You have original figment or new figment the one that just came out recently okay rachel's friend rachel's friend was down there and picked one up for us uh, i have the original skyliner one um i think i have another one i then i have the, like the mario popcorn bucket so it's a it's a cool little collection well know. then you could you can get the guardians one you can get pumbaa you can get the not, anniversary one. Oh yeah i can get the guardians one when i'm in Disney. there's a timon sipper I saw the Timon and Pumbaa, the gimmicks, too, but I don't think we're going... Is that only in Animal Kingdom, or is it, like, throughout the parks? Because we're not going to Animal Kingdom. We're I would down. say probably Animal Kingdom. Good thing, because we're not going there, pal. So, anyway... Um, oh, also, also, fun thing. I got my ticket for FWF uh, Live 5. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Pretty stoked about that. Me, uh, good friend Sal, and uh, the, everybody's favorite major mark, uh, Shawnee Caulfield, is, are uh, sitting front row. Where's that at? Uh, it's going to be at Creator Pro. So... And tickets cool, you know. You, we have front row tickets, and then like you get like a trading card, a pin, and then you get a Colt Cabana exclusive bendy. So who do we got uh, on the card? Uh, you have Colt Cabana defending his FWF title against Bryce Donovan. Um, Matt Cardono will be defending the Oceanic Wrestling <laughs> Showcase, Wrestling Showcase, and Internet Championships against Phil Cardigan. Um, they mentioned Bobby Orlando is facing off against Heath for the Interstate Championship. Oh baby. Yeah, I know. I can see Heath. Uh, Steph DeLander is facing off against the Notorious Mimi. By the way, let's talk about these, like, Steph DeLander, Matt Cardona promo videos they've been putting out every week. Outstanding. Have you not seen these? I will have to call Matt out, though. Why? Because in their Star Wars one. Yes. He refers to Galaxy's Edge as Star Wars Land. (laughs) And he is the biggest Disney mark. And I feel like... Yeah, you, you have to explain it like that to a novice. I, I don't know. I feel like he would have been like Galaxy's Edge. Toy Story Land is Toy Story Land. All Pandora right, come, come down, is Pandora. So can you go on his uh, go on the go on the tweet and say you're calling it Star Wars Land? Or I are you serious, went bro? On TikTok and I wrote Star Wars Land. Why would you go on TikTok? Well, that's where I saw it first. Yeah, no, but it's on every form of social media. Um, so yeah, so FWF Live uh, Five, it's, you know, it's a it's a pre-taped show, and I think it comes out like a week and a half later on Premier Streaming Network. So it'll be cool to see that. I've always had a, I, I always have an affinity for these FWFs because they're just fun, and that's what I like about wrestling. 
I like fun wrestling, and I like wrestling. And let's talk about wrestling. All elite wrestling. You had Rampage from last week, from uh, again, from the FLA Live Arena in Sunshine, Florida. Uh, 5.30 start time, 6.30 start time on this, which, you know, because of uh, unfortunate NBA playoffs. With tie-dye guy front row. I know you wanted to mention that last week and forgot they, to. Like, oiled. <laughs> was it me or is he just, like, his arms just oiled up? And every time that, like, he was standing there, he was posed so that way his tricep was flexing. Yeah, always. But, but and it's funny because people don't realize, people are like, oh, who's this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, how, how do you not know this? One of the most famous fans. I know. We have a picture with him. You and Dave do, I think. Me and Dave do. Um, and then there was that other guy in the front row that was annoying me that was wearing, like, the MJF scarf and the sunglasses and, like, you know, like, reacting to everything like a freaking mark. But um, I digress. Let's talk about the wrestling in the ring. Started off tag team action as Bull Club Gold, Jay White, and Rock Hard Juice Robinson defeated Absolute Rookie Starks and the per- the Perfect Ten Sean Spears. Um, just a way to hype up Bullet Club Gold as a tag team. Yeah, obviously they needed the victory to establish the yes. new group in AEW, but I think it's just like Ricky Starks has just fallen big time. Yeah, listen, it's there's ebbs and flows with everything. But he's got wrestling. those two. Like they made a huge thing over those two victories with Jericho, and then. Nothing happened. He feuded with, or not even feuded, he faced QT Marshall. Yeah. And then that was that. Um, we have next week on Rampage, which I'm really not a fan of, the firm deletion match. Um, I feel like, especially if Rampage is going to get preempted to 530. Yeah. You know, it, like, you see, and a lot of, and Matt Hardy's one of those guys that kind of revolutionized the cinematic wrestling match. But I guess they they don't want to put it on Dynamite because Dynamite's a a TV show that fans are actually there live for. Rampage is one that they tape and they edit it around it. Great. Great point. Wow. Great point there, Brandon. So, all righty. So next up you have Naturally Limitless, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Keith Lee, Defeat, uh, Brady Pierce, and Charlie James. What more do we have to say about that? They have 53 years of experience between the two of them. Who? Goldust and Keith uh, Dustin Lee. Rhodes. I don't think they should be facing enhancement talent. Hey, well, it's just a way to establish them as a team. So I just feel like they could be beyond that. And the Mogul Embassy ended up coming out afterwards, and that was that. It ended with nothing there. But eventually it'll lead to a match. Maybe yes. even this week. I don't know. I'm not too sure about that either. Uh, Lexi Nair interviewed Sammy Guevara backstage, and Ty Conti said, you know, don't lay down for MJF. Don't have to talk about it anymore. Um, you had Anna J A S picking up the victory over Ashley D M Boys. Am I saying that right? I'm terrible with like that. I O I I remember they said it on commentary. I can never remember how to say her name, and I apologize. It's fine, but you know, a- after the match, though, lights go out. Julia Hart comes in, and it looks like this feud between uh, House of Black members, Julia Hart and Anna J, uh, is going to pick up some steam. So cool. About yeah, that. Anna J got the upper hand here, but. It's almost difficult to remember who the face and heel is in this. Why do you say that? I I, I could see I could say I could see what you're saying there, just because Anna Jay is like one of those homegrown AEW talents that everybody loves, even though she's in a heel faction. Same thing with Julia Hart, who's in a faction that plays more heelish, but they're baby faces. It's like the the lines are very blurred here. Yeah, it's because I mean they both come off as heels, so it's like yeah. Difficult. Yep. Acclaimed. Squash match and a triple threat match. That's all we got to say. Uh, I uh, have to, to say. Trios match, sorry. 
the best part of this. I don't know. I mean, we know Ryzen is part of the actual company. I don't know about Cameron Stewart and, and Dante Casanova, but okay. the best part of this segment, I think, was Max Caster talking about Ron DeSantis abusing his power. Yes, I know. Uh, we, we are a very not political <laughs> show. I He's the governor want... of Florida, if you're unaware. He's currently entangled in a feud with Disney, so... But the match itself was under a minute long, so that's... Uh, Excalibur said it. He just, uh, the rap was longer than the match. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bite my tongue right here. And then your main event of the evening. So Jay Lethal pick up a victory over Cash Wheeler in singles action. Um, you had to know this was coming. I think you even said it last week. Yeah, I did say it last week. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it because here we are, you know... FTR was off TV for what three months or so. Yeah, you know they come back in with a head of steam. Oh yeah, we won the tag team championships, but now they're losing all these matches in singles action. So it's like, yeah, I don't think they should have. Like they just won the tag team titles, and that's what I said. Uh, I, I think I said it two weeks ago or something when they were just like they won the titles, then didn't even appear. Yeah, but now I feel like they they won the tag team titles. You did the same thing last time. They but need they lo- to be winning tag team matches. Well, now they can set up this match between Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, who I feel like are just getting every tag team title shot over the past couple of months. Um, yes. and, They've and, become and, the Nyla Rose of tag team titles. <laughs> but hey, listen, I'm I'm not complaining. I like seeing Jeff Jarrett on my uh, on my TV every week. So. I liked Mark Briscoe sitting ringside to make sure that Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh weren't cheating. Yep, I think. This match was much better than Double J and Dax. Yeah. I liked the the Fargo strut spot where Jay Lethal would attempt it and then do a body slam when Dash kept getting up. Cash, yeah. sorry. And uh, the abdominal stretch attempt that Cash turned into a pin I thought was nice. Yeah, it was very cool. And then, the, of course, the, the gory bomb spot was nice. And Sanjay Dutt broke the pin up by going into the ring. And Jay threw him into, threw Cash into Mark Briscoe, knocking him off the apron to lose. So I don't know if there's going to be tension there. I don't know. We, we'll we see. We did see the that, that spot on Dynamite where Triple J showed up to the farm. The Briscoe farm. That's right. And they did all the, they were working on the chicken farm, which I liked. Which I fun. feel like I, I personally wouldn't have put that on this week's episode because we had, we have the final deletion or whatever. Yeah. So it's like similar, not obviously there's no action there, but like double J's riding a tractor. I would assume we're going to see some sort of tractor spots on. Uh, you never know, but it's, it, that, that's last week. That, that's two different shows. It's not like they're having the chi- that chicken farming segment and then the the firm deletion right after it. No, but it happened dynamite and then so this week's Rampage. Shows. But I did feel like this episode of Rampage was like they forgot to book the rest. I feel like they, they went in booking the first match and the last match and they were like, uh, enhancement talent, enhancement talent, enhancement talent. Yeah, but like, again, this is a 6.30 show. They're totally out of their time slot. Um, so, emergency announcement. Uh-oh. Um, they're totally out of their time slot. So, like, you're going to put... I understand they want to try to get people um, into their 
you know, it, it, it's shit. watching the 6.30 instead of watching it at 10 o'clock at night. But, like, whatever. It is what Were it is. Were they preempted for the Knicks at all, or is that they, they don't play on that channel? Um, I don't or was it know. hockey? Um, um, I think this was basketball. So, um, anyway, that was Rampage. Let's continue on. Let's get on to Dynamite. Um, you start off with eight-man tag team action, all-star action here as Orange Cassidy, Adam Cole, Bandito, and Roger Strong pick up the victory over the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, obvious, to, obvious win here, but it was cool to see uh, Adam Cole and Roger Strong do their whole uh, tag team gimmick. Undisputed uh, Era's first match together since February 2021. Wow, it yeah. branded with the with the stats here. Chris Jericho sat on commentary for this. Yep, he did. Right um, off the bat, though. I don't know if you noticed it. Orange Cassidy, when he was in the ring, spent his time getting beat down and then had that comeback, which they all they mentioned it on commentary. Okay. Listen. Every you, single Orange re- Cassidy match is not is the this. exact same. Okay. I I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna argue with this on, on you on this because I feel like I a broken record every single week. Every single you could say every single John Cena match is the same. People um, do say that. Okay, but listen. And people I, grew very tired of that. I, in, yeah, but now if John Cena comes out and has the same John Cena match, people are going to be going nuts. And John go, Cena has reached a certain level. Okay, stop. Orange Cassidy could be there too, and in, in 10 years be like, oh man, Orange Cassidy's back. Yeah, he's doing the same thing he does all the time, but it's great. Let's just continue on. Roger Strong, Adam Cole pick up the win bigger story here afterwards is Adam Cole just running after Jericho and beating the absolute hell out of him, knocking out the backdrop, which I thought was awesome. It just showed you how personal this feud is getting between them. There's a backstage segment after this as well. And Jericho, Adam Cole gets kicked out of the ring, but Baker comes and slaps Jericho in the face a couple times. That's it. And so. yeah. And then we saw the outcast later on respond to, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter from Dynamite, and it set up Soraya versus Willow. Which, Soraya picks up the victory over Willow Nightingale. I know we're going out of order here, Brandon, and I apologize. Not, not super that. out of order. The only thing that we're missing is that Blackpool Combat Club thing where they trashed Bret Hart, but yep, I thought so that the, was weird. Yeah. All right. Don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> anyway, but Willow, Willow Nightingale, it was cool to see her in that spot, but she it, it was... got a big pop. Yeah, but I just thought it was dumb that she had no backup. Well, Britt, backup. We literally <laughs> saw Britt Baker ask Chris Jericho where his crew was, and she was nowhere to be found during this match when she's feuding with the the people who were out there. And the Outcasts obviously got involved to help Soraya win, but we saw Hikaru Shida get written back into the storyline. Riho and and. Um, What's her name? Sky Blue are written out. Sky Blue's chasing the, the Ring of Honor Women's Championship now. But Hikaru Shida returns and hugs Soraya. Pretends like she's about to join the Outcasts. And we had Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter show up from behind. And Hikaru Shida ends up helping them. And Willow disappeared oddly. Well, she got hurt really bad in her match. She she had backup to help her out, so... Hikaru Shida's back, and there was a a quick moment where she was a heel, and now... (laughs) It was the good old double cross, you know? 
Um, so I, I just thought it made no sense because, like, why would she be helping? She literally spent weeks getting her ass kicked by the outcast, so it just made no sense to me. If you can't beat him, join him. So maybe that's, that's a, a very good thing to point out. There we go. So let's continue on. The but it was House a big Black, swap, so. uh, House of Black have now issued the open house rules for their trios tag team championship. Um, which Do you think they're they... getting rid of those titles? The trios? Yeah. What? <laughs> no, why? They threw them down. No, I but, do think no they're, but they're getting their but, own version of it. I mean, no, but no, I think they put them down as like a combat line. You want it? Boom, come get it. You know, oh, face us okay. type thing. You know, so um, I don't remember what all the rules house are rules on. twenty second countouts, which is like what it. they originally announced for AEW, and then Tony Khan said they never did such a thing. So we're getting that back. I like that. No rope breaks. DQ is enforced, but I think the way Julia Hart. Worded it was weird. She apparently meant that um, the the challengers get to choose whether or not DQ is enforced. Maybe. Hey. I think that's what it is. So DQ so maybe is it's on like sometimes, you have it. DQ is off sometimes. I like it. Even though DQ is off most times in AEW. So. But, pod shots here. Okay, but continue. We have the Trace de Mayo Battle Royale. Yep. Which sure came did. down to Blade. Kip Sabian, the acclaimed, and Johnny Silver. And I was hoping that Dark Order would win this, but we saw Blade take him out. And then the acclaimed had to come back and, and won that match. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. The acclaimed are over. You got to put on a super, a super over team like that, uh, you know. And Billy Gunn, who's yeah, in his 50s, and still killed it. The acclaimed are going to be winning. They're not going to be. I mean, they're, obviously, they're going on to face the House of Black. I don't think they should have been the first opponents for. Or not, not even the first opponents, but I don't think they should have been opponents because they are so hot. So it's like fans are going to obviously want to cheer for them. And that, again, goes back to the blurring of the lines where I don't know who's heel or who's face. But that's wrestling these days, Hart. too. That's professional wrestling these days. It's, you don't have, Every match isn't, oh, my God, heel. Oh, my God, heel versus face. Sometimes it could be face versus face. Sometimes, you know, the, the lines are very blurred now in professional wrestling. Because, unfortunately, everything is blurred because of this magical thing called social media when we get to see into the lives of all these people that isn't <laughs> and, on TV. And AEW All Access, yeah. And AEW All Access. And Total Divas. And Total Bellas. And all of these things that you see people outside of the two hours a week on Wednesdays that Dynamite is on. After that uh, match, we saw Wardlow pick up the victory over Brandon LaRue. And like I said the other week, I feel like Wardlow should again still be beyond this point in his career. But he called Christian and Luchasaurus out afterwards, and Christian informed Wardlow that the title shot belongs to him and not Luchasaurus. Perfect. But Great. it's an open challenge, is it not? So I don't know yeah, how... Yeah, so, so the open challenge, Christian is accepting the open challenge, so cool we'll get to see christian back in the ring uh again another guy from both of our childhoods that's still uh doing it in the ring and i'm looking forward to having him i would like to see him maybe get a couple matches underneath his belt beforehand like this would be a good time to use enhancement talent bring christian in i, I have don't a... think we'll see christian wrestle before that you don't think so no okay well, he'll still be able to outwork everybody and i mean <laughs> I could see in my head, given how they've 
what they've done with the TNT Championship. I could see Christian winning with the help of Luchasaurus. Okay, no, I can see that as well. And then, then we have a new TNT champion again. Yeah. Jesus, oh my god, mm-hmm. that's like the only reason why I wouldn't want that to happen. But I could a hundred percent see that happening. Yep. After this match, however, two Ricky Starks ones up Bullet Club Gold as he picks up a victory over yeah, maybe ties it up. Yeah, it ties. You think there's going to be another match? You think there's going to be like yeah, I, I don't remember. think this is any time. I don't. Think you think Tamatanga's coming into Bullet Club Gold now? Uh, according to the, uh, <laughs> did you see that sheet that was written up with all the spelling errors on it? Oh yeah, for from an AEW obvious co- parody account, I believe. AEW Collision. Yeah, yeah. From with Christ Jericho on the roster. Christ Jericho, Matt Cardona debuting on the first episode. Dax Hardwood. Yeah, pretty pretty hilarious. I got a pop out of it, and everyone's yeah. like, "This isn't real." Blah, blah, blah. It's like I, I'm <laughs> Brother, pretty sure on. this is very clearly a joke. <laughs> The dude said this, like, from my real source or whatever. Like, like I think you can read me between the lines. Yeah, no, under, uh, totally understandable. But Ricky Starks picked up a victory here over Juice Robinson. So even up the score, a feud between these guys is uh, going to continue on. We so. did see MJF approach Jungle Boy before their match yep. and try to talk him into betraying Darby Allen. And MJF said that Jungle Boy just isn't world champion material and – he obviously turned MJF down. Darby walked in on the conversation to maybe plant seeds of doubt between him and, and Darby. I think that's what they were going for. I believe all four people were interviewed prior throughout the night as well. Maybe not MJF. He interrupted that Sammy Guevara thing. Yeah. But I think obviously that it was going to be Darby Allen and, and Jungle Boy to pick up that victory over Sammy Guevara and MJF, but I did not see the ending coming from this. Why would you say that? I Well, because I thought we were going to see that happen at Double or Nothing. But now it spot. sows the seed for stuff, more stuff like that to happen. Right, yeah. They do, by the way, uh, MJF, I would have liked to have seen more MJF and Sammy. They had the mashup theme and everything, so. Yeah. And, and I like that when Sammy Guevara was like, Max, I saw, I watched the, the Dynamite last week. I saw the car was empty. And MJF had the explanation. He's like, I was so embarrassed to say it. My back was really hurting. And if I didn't lay straight down, I would have been screwed. And I didn't want to tell you that because I didn't want you to whatever i thought that was a good explanation as to why the back seat was empty especially for a heel to be like yeah playing, no, I understand. but playing sammy guevara basically yeah hls hook line and sinker but so, it was a it was a good match still doesn't yeah. scream main event i agree with you on that so now it's gonna be four corners uh way match a double or nothing which we I, expected from the first promo that yeah. these guys cut um i think so. the ending made sammy and mjf look weak with what they did but again, I feel like it's just this feud. The feud hasn't been super strong to begin with. Well, you still got when is uh, when's double or nothing? May twenty ninth. May twenty ninth? No, the that's a Monday. After May twenty? No, isn't it May? May twenty eighth. Sunday. May, May 28th, oh man, yeah. that's gonna be awesome! I'll be able to go to FWF, come home, and then watch uh, double or nothing. Man, May twenty seventh is Night of Champions, and then May twenty eighth is. Double or nothing. Well, it's Memorial Day weekend, too, so they're probably expecting a lot of people to be off, you know, Monday, everything like that, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah they got a nice little nice little road ahead of them. Uh, you know, they got 
uh, Michigan this week. They got a couple of house rule shows in uh, Corbin, Kentucky, and Virginia. Corbin, they, Kentucky, once named for Baron Corbin. Yeah, sure. But I just wish that they they didn't do that spot where they kept doing moves to Jungle Boy, only to have Jungle Boy kick out each time. Yeah, no, because that's I, like I I just whatever that's. But they both got into it, and Sammy Guevara ended up kicking MJF, basically leading to the end of that match. Yeah. And then they they were cut off, I guess, for time. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, they said, Tony Schiavone's like, folks, I just got word from Tony Khan that we're going as long as we need to. And then it ended at 10, where MJF, I guess, was supposed to, I'm assuming this is what's supposed to happen. It cuts off as MJF was like just about to look up to the Titan Tron. Yeah. Okay. You could hear, I think a production person saying, look up, look up, look up, look up. So I assume that was supposed to be the, like the big, beautiful ending. Yeah. All right. Whatever it happens. Yeah. Time constraints. I mean, it happened doing on too much Monday stuff. Night Raw. Goofily enough, they got cut off too. We spoke about that earlier. Yeah. It happens. It's, it's part of production. You gotta, you gotta I just hit wish your... with pro wrestling. I missed that leeway. Like we used to have so much leeway with stuff. Now I feel like they don't do it anymore. Yeah, because it's a it's it's not it's it's not television friendship. It's it the television be the business. Worst thing if AEW uh, all access went a little bit like a minute, even a minute, it's not going to affect the later program. What is it? Big Bang Theory again? Probably or no? I think it's all. I think they played all access again after it. Yeah, so it's not. Like it's not going to affect the schedule. I don't. I don't run schedules here. I don't run any of that stuff. So. Uh, it is what it is, although we're leading up to double or nothing here. Things are starting to flesh out. Uh, you know, all-in tickets apparently are on sale, and they've uh, so far have been very successful for them. So congratulations to AEW. Um, and then other than that, AEW-wise, I want to touch briefly on Impact because last week the internet was a buzz as it was announced that Trinity, formerly known as Naomi in WWE, is now a part of the Impact roster. Um, I like the move a lot, and I think it's going to be good for not only her, but also good for Impact as well, because Impact has a very great women's division, and to add somebody like Trinity in there, who we've only seen within the WWE realm her entire career, now she can have matches against Killer Kelly, against Deanna Perrazzo, Mickey James, again, um, so... Excited about this. You know, there was a lot of fanfare for her making her Impact debut. There was a lot of people backstage. Um, yeah, we saw Sasha Banks and Tamina were there. Apparently, Sasha Banks was there the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Kalisto was there, too. I'm, I think I saw him. Yeah, perfect. So, um, And people were like, oh, my God, this theme song is so good. And I was like, I can't hear it. Yeah, I couldn't hear it either. And then I was like, okay, I'll I'll wait to hear it from the Impact, like the actual official Impact videos of it, and I still couldn't hear it. Yeah, so I was, I was the same way. So, but, but yeah, I'm, it's fantastic that Trinity, Naomi is there, and uh, I'm a big fan of Naomi, so I was obviously hoping for her to come back to WWE. I was hoping for her to be in the bloodline, but this should be good for, for her. It should be good for Impact. Uh, somebody made I, – I saw something on the internet the other day with one of these, you know, people have way too much time on their hands. They're like, oh, yeah, Impact. Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre went there, and now, look, he's he's a top guy in WWE. AJ Styles built an Impact, you know. Uh, all these people that came from there went to WWE, so this is a good thing for her. It's a good thing. I just think whatever. Well, like, I think because people were saying this 
this is a bad move for Trinity. It sucks. Impact is garbage. I think that's why. Uh, clearly, they, they don't watch post. the Impact ro- the Impact product because Impact is one of the best low key wrestling shows out there. If, every if single you're listening week. to us, Scott. We we put you over, brother. <laughs> I I I every time I'm home on a Thursday or whatever, I always try to make my way to watch Impact Wrestling because it's and fun. what do you watch it on? Uh, I wa- I have a sling, and Access TV is through there, so I watch it on there. So or you know I'll see the I clips on social media. With, uh, with Naomi though, her first or Trinity, she debuted and immediately got put into a, a tag team feud. I think so. I don't know. I didn't watch Impact last night because I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think it was like a singles match. I don't know. If, I don't know what exactly is going on there. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll take a look at it uh, later this evening. I saw her post a picture with Kurt Hawkins or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, Brian Myers. Bri- yeah, let's say you, you you screwed me up there because I'm not used to calling him Kurt Hawkins anymore. But I think Brian got uh, some figures signed over the weekend. She, she called him Hosky, so it's like, <laughs> what so. figures? A bunch of WWE figures? Yeah, probably. Hey, listen, put put for his personal collection for his daughter. You know, put on whatnot. So I'm, I'm going to miss Naomi's theme song though. Yeah, but hey, listen. I feel like you should sing it right now. Nah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I'm good. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, professional wrestling, that is it for this week. Um, I do have a match of the week, and it's going to be one that's going to surprise Brandon. So, hit the Chris's Match of the Week bumper. Chris's Match of the Week. Chris's Match of the Week. Match of the Week this week comes from NXT. J J D McDonough versus Dragon Lee, um, you know Brandon said a month ago that you know I don't watch uh, NXT when I was calling it hot garbage, but I do watch NXT and I thought this match slapped. Uh, two, it was a definitely a work rate match. Um, really good to see Dragon Lee there and letting him do his thing. So go check it out on Peacock, right? Dave put that match over big time as well. I mean, yeah. I did as well, but. Yeah, it's a, it was a fantastic match. It was a fantastic match. I'm all about it. Um, and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing uh, who's the women's champion. Why am I forgetting her? Indy Hartwell on uh, the main roster, too. Well, was. Well, well, why? She's, you think she's shoot injured? She's well, no, high... she, she relinquished the title. I know. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing her on the main roster. And as long as you don't put the women's title on the Kingdom Lions, I'm happy. No, Nikita Lyons, I believe, is still injured, but... Um, Tiffany Stratton, baby. Push her to the moon. I think that's where it's going to lead to. Good. I think she's... Uh, you know, I think we had conversations about this earlier this week, too. You know, she was on Busted Open last week, and she's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to go to the main roster yet. I'm not ready. I, you know, I want to learn more in the ring. I want to learn how to sell better, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And to, you know, say that on a huge form like Busted Open, I give her all the credit in the world. Are you going to buy her t-shirt? No, because I'm not hot. Weird, weird walking me walking around with pink. Like you could pull it off. I'm not hot. I'm a solid five <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> but I can't pull that shirt off. So uh, anyway, that's it. Um, and now let's get the Brandon shoutouts. Why did the chicken cross the road to listen to Brandon shoutouts? Waka waka. The first shoutout goes to Peter Pan and Wendy, which is the new live action movie on Disney Plus. And I do not think that the reviews are doing it justice because it's getting torn apart. But I feel like it really is, for the most part, Peter Pan. 
They just took out the sexist and racist stuff and they made Wendy like super strong. They made Tiger Lily a super strong character as well. So it's it just it's Peter Pan really. I, I and I think the stuff that they did change from the original story makes sense. Yeah, I think that it's incredible what they have done. I, I give them total props and credit on the changes that they've made. I don't think that it's necessary to be so glued to whatever it was in the past. I think that Disney's doing a great job. And it ends with like a feel-good moment too. So mm-hmm. I think Hook is like the much better adaptation of the stories, but they're completely different, so I don't really think you can compare the two. But I just okay. think the way that it was filmed and what the, the story behind Hook, I think I think that was more enjoyable. But Peter Pan yeah. and Wendy, I think, was uh, a, just a good movie. Like, people are reviewing it like garbage. But mm-hmm. the Goldbergs gets the next shout-out because they aired, unfortunately, their final episode this week. And I'm a big fan of that show. I've probably mentioned it a bunch of times throughout the past 10 years that the show's been on the air. I think it's just a, a good show with, with genuinely funny moments. Plus, they mention pro wrestling from time to time. And Goldberg even plays a character on it. Yeah. so That's true. And then Gordon Lightfoot unfortunately passed away this week at the age of 84. His song, If You Could Read My Mind, is literally one of my favorite songs. And I think I must have listened to that almost every day before high school. Huh? Why? What? What made you listen to that? Like, I, what I was your draw? I listened to, that? to a bunch of songs before school, but like that was literally. I would just listen to that one every single day. Was it more the lyrics, or just you? It's you just such a really... good song. Very it's cool. a really good song, and then obviously other songs of his: uh, "Sundown," "Early Morning Rain," and "The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald," which is probably like based off of a news paper article i believe he was reading and i think if it's not like one of i think it might be the greatest like story song ever written mm-hmm. i don't know what to actually specifically call it but no. it's, it's, that's a really good lyrical song and i never got to see him in concert and i always wanted to but it's unfortunate so this weekend you can listen to some gordon lightfoot and pay tribute to him but those were my shout outs. Now it's time for our Markout Moment of the Week. That is right, our Markout Moment of the Week. I think we have to mention the crowd in Paris over the weekend. Just absolutely killing it with, oh, the, with the WWE fans. I totally agree with you. I think that that crowd was incredible. The Seth Rollins involvement. Uh, Loudly cheering for Baron Corbin. Yeah, totally threw him for a loop. He wasn't expecting it. Crazy, crazy incredible crowd. I agree with you. Give them a premium live event at that point. Yes, please. I mean, for me, mark out moment, I have to go with, as I said during the podcast, McDonough versus Dragon Lee. I mean, I totally marked out for that. I was a huge fan. I thought that they did a great job. WWE's Most Wanted Treasures is back for season two. With the uh, the first episode being about Stone Cold Steve Austin and his history and everything. So it kind of felt like nothing was lost 
and now it's just stuff for access events instead of like a physical Hall of Fame that it kind of seemed like they were teasing during season one. Yeah. But I still appreciate seeing everything and seeing all the wrestlers interact with each other, like Mick Foley and, and Stone Cold. I thought that was fun. Yeah, it's always a cool thing to be watching. And now he has a travel show afterwards, which I think could use another pro wrestler on it as well. Mm-hmm. But that's fun to see him in, in the scenarios that they've put him in. Yeah, Austin's crushing it. I also purchased a signed copy of BB Rexa's latest album. She performed at WrestleMania. I figured I'll put it there. BB Rexa and, uh, is incredible. She had one of the best, best WrestleMania songs. Don't care what anybody says. Um, Monday Night Raw. Yes, Monday Night Raw. Sorry. It was Raw 30. <laughs> yeah, Raw but 30. I, yeah, so they're, they were selling signed CDs and unsigned copies, both for the same price, 12 uh, bucks. So it's sold? like, yeah. how do you not buy a signed copy? So... And I think the album is, is a really good album. There's a lot of, like, disco tracks, which was surprising. Yeah. But she's got a song with Dolly Parton that's really good. We've we've spoken about the, the song with Snoop Dogg that's really good. So, which we used for Instagram a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss and The Miz were on That's My Jam this week. So we got more singing Alexa Bliss and more of her saying that she can't sing. I... Which is beyond bizarre. Yeah, she's incredible. She needs an album, 100%. Yeah, hook it up. And and then I got one more markout moment of the week, being Willie Nelson announced as one of the inductees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, I believe it was on his birthday, around it? Around his 90th, yeah. I think it's long overdue yeah, that, that it was a thing. I think it's still very stupid that Cindy Lauper was left off the list. Mm-hmm. Especially over Kate Bush, no offense to her, but Stranger Things, I think, really helped out her. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, Stranger Things is incredible. That Kate Bush song was... Is mid. Mid. I agree with you. It was mid. Trash. But it was totally blown up, like, beyond belief. But I don't think that there's any way in relation to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it took four years of her being nominated to get in. So Cindy Lauper, I think belongs in there. I yeah. still think that it doesn't, I hope it doesn't take that long for Cindy Lauper, but there's still tons of musicians. I think like the monkeys, Neil Sedaka, Iron Maiden were on the, the ballot, but they were, they weren't ending up as inductees this year. So, but at least they're finally in, inducting Willie Nelson, who, like I said, is long overdue. So, but that's the mark out moment of the week. And that's episode 638. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Marking Out, on Instagram at Marking Out 11, BTTG161, David PTDPT on both, Chris Sween Dog, CM Sweeney 85, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, YouTube.com slash Marking Out 11, Instagram is Marking Out 11. Yes. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. At Marking Out on TikTok. MarkingOut.com. Google Podcasts. Amazon Podcasts. Spotify Podcasts. And we wish you... The... The... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.